With the 2023 NFL preseason coming to a close, the Kansas City Chiefs have showed us that their wide receiver core is deeper than we expected. Who has stood out and why is he perfect? I'm going to tell you why next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast. Cover your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am the host of the Locked On Clemson Football Podcast. And guys, happy Monday, and thank y'all for tapping in and making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, uh, as we always tell you, Monday through Friday. Uh, thank y'all for being the family, but also thank you for being our everydayers. Guys, we have a fun show. Uh, it's just me. You know I like to bring my quick takeaways of the week to start this uh, You know, about two weeks ago, and I want to keep that going. But the Kansas City Chiefs have a wide receiver that's been perfect over the last two weeks of the preseason. Amir Smith-Marset, we're going to get into his game and what he has shown uh, you know, in the last two weeks. DeMarco Hellams, is he vying? Is he fighting for? Has he made a case to, to garner and, and receive a good amount of snaps, right? Starting level, snap, starting level snaps in the regular season for the Atlanta Falcons and running back for the Tennessee Titans, Julius Chestnut. What is his value? But before we get into any and all of that, let's give a quick shout-out to our sponsor. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Guys, Amir Smith-Marset. And anybody that follows me on Twitter knows that when he came out in, in, in the draft and everything, what was that, like, 2021, about two, about two years ago, two drafts ago. I was, I was a fan of his game. Now he played at Iowa, so you know the quarterback play wasn't great. The offense was not great, but you saw the punt and kick return ability. You saw the speed. This young man has been perfect in two in the last two weeks to close out the preseason. You like DP? If you haven't paid attention to like DP, what do you mean? I'm gonna tell you what I mean. Uh, last week against the Arizona Cardinals, and then this week against the Cleveland Browns. This young man, four targets, four uh, receptions in both games. In the last two games, he's been 100%, all right, 4-4. So he's basically 8 of 8 for 193 yards, averaging over 23 yards per catch in both games, and he has two touchdowns. Guys, this young man, He's explosive. He's got dynamic ability. He can run routes. He's a little wiry in the frame, okay? And I get that. So he may not be your ideal guy on the outside. But having him on the roster, right, and I love his attitude. They asked him in the, in, in the press conference about, you know, uh, after one of the games about, you know, who who do you, you know, who are you? Who do you think you are as a wide receiver? And uh, he said, I'm, I'm one of the baddest Bleeper bleepers in the league right now. You know what I mean? So that's just the way I look at it. And you love that swag, that confidence. Now, with, with roster cuts and everything coming down, uh, I think they have to be done by I think by Tuesday. I, I would love to see him stay on the roster because this all this shows and tells me is that the Kansas City Chiefs have so many weapons, 
right? And this young man didn't even play, really didn't play with Patrick Mahomes for a full game or anything like that, right? He's back, he's out there catching passes from, from Blaine Gabbert. But at the end of the day, that when I look at what he brings, and we talk about Rasheed, I've talked to you guys about Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross, who continue to compound and 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 stack days and wins, right? And showcasing that what you what you've seen, all the training camp clips, we can turn into game clips. Okay, I can go viral on Twitter from not just one handing my teammate, but I one hand and, and, and Moss an opposing defender uh, on the off on another team, a real opponent. Okay, so I, I when you talk about Justin Ross. And Rasheed Rice, but seeing a miss, uh, Amir Smith Marset, I was hoping that he could carve out a role and be another weapon uh, for Kirk Cousins alongside Justin Jefferson and stuff in Minnesota, but it didn't happen that way. And that's fine. Sometimes the change of scenery is big, but having a guy with that type of speed, uh, get him open, get him an open field, right? Runways, uh, you know, beat, you know, get him away from press coverage, things of that nature. I just think from an aspect of, Hey, with Andy Reid calling plays, if you you know Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, okay, like this, that's what you want to have. You want to have a, a diversified set of weapons, where okay, you want to if you really want to double team and triple team Travis Kelsey, that's fine. Yes, we don't have a Tyreek Hill, and we never will again. That's just the nature of this situation. That's the nature of the beast. Tyreek Hill is one of the best receivers. He's one of the one of the more elite guys in the league. You can't replicate what he has done. He put the work in, right? And he has all the he has the physical tools and athletic traits that you really can't keep, really can't teach. So you can't really replicate what he brought. But again, you may not have Tyreek Hill, but with Scott Moore, Kadarius Tony, Justin Ross, Rasheed Rice. If this young man can make the team. Now, that would mean they carry, what, six receivers, right? Justin Ross, Rasheed Rice, Darius Toney, Sky Moore, uh, Amir Smith-Marset. That's about five or six, right? So you, you, if he makes the team, which I think I would love to see it, because I just I, I just look at it from the aspect of being creative. You could look, use him as a motion guy, jet guy, get him manufactured touches with his ability to – uh, create after the catch, right? Give him in a in a in a quick game, you know, quick screens, things of that nature, man. And we saw like in the in in the Super Bowl, right? That return orbit action, right? That I think is the zipper, uh, the the, the zipper motion or whatever uh, you call it. But we saw saw we saw them run it twice for touchdowns, right? Kadarius Tony coming in motion and return back out to the flats. Boom, easy money. Sky Moore comes out in the orbit motion, returns back. How you know? What I mean, and it's just. Being able to do things pre-snap to really truly stress the life out of defenders. So I got to give a shout out to Amir Smith Marset, man. He's been perfect in back-to-back weeks, eight for eight, a hundred and ninety-three receiving yards, uh, averaging over twenty-three yards per catch, and he's got a touchdown in each of the last two games, man. Two weeks back-to-back with touchdowns, man, and. He's played both out on the outside and uh, in, in the slot. So at the end of the day, like I, I just, I, I really, I came away impressed with him. I again, I liked his game coming out. I didn't think he was going to be a number one, but you're talking about a complimentary piece, without question, right? W- without question. So 
having a guy that can stretch the field vertically, whether outside or in the slot, that can also free up. You think about the, the deep, the deep overs and benders that they run with Travis Kelsey. And just a lot of times the freelance, the, the freedom he has to freelance, uh, you know, and everything like that. So you just gotta you you appreciate having someone that can take the top off, but also I'll you know what I always say I said me and Keith have said multiple times my slogan I want my wide receiver room to be uh, formed and constructed like a basketball team, and how can I do that? I can't have. I cannot have a bunch of power forwards. I cannot have a bunch of centers. I need a point guard. I need a shooting guard. I need a small forward, a power forward, a center. I need a backup point guard. I need all of that, right? Because I need to be able to do the things that I want to do offensively, uh, you know, with with my quarterback and with the route combinations, everything else. Guys got to be able to complement one another. But at the end of the day, like I said, he's been perfect. Shout out to Amir Smith-Marset. That wide receiver room in Kansas City is deep, guys. They got some ballers over there. They got some athletes over there. I'm just saying Mahomes might be a problem for a lot longer than people hope for. I'm just going to be honest about it. I think we all know that. We all, we all know that Mahomes is here. He's a new Tom Brady. He's here for, for another, another 15, 16, 17 years, man. And probably going to run off four or five more championships. So we'll see how it all goes. But you want to talk about versatility, you know, getting, get, you know, making the roster, getting your time. DeMarco Helen's safety for the Atlanta Falcons deserves to be their third safety and deserves to be on the field uh, quite a bit, in my opinion, heading into the 2023 regular season. So I'm going to talk about DeMarco Helm's safety from the Atlanta Falcons coming up next on the Locked On in the Fell Draft Podcast. August is here, family, and you already know what that means. It's the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out Best Ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trade, no trades. Underdog sets your lineup. He sets the best lineup every single week. So if you're like me and you want to set it and forget it, you got to try it. With Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, is back and even bigger, better than ever, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an outrageous three, heard me, $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. And you know what I'm saying? They drafted the team in July. So why are you sitting here talking to me? Go visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. The Atlanta Falcons rookie safety out of Alabama, DeMarco Hellams, in my honest opinion, has earned a, not, not a starting gig, he's earned. To be on the roster, the 53-man roster, but he's also earned to receive snaps as the safety three and going into those big nickel and dime situations. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. Their top two safeties right now are Richie Grant and Jesse Bates. But what I've seen from DeMarco Helms is the same thing I saw at Alabama. For one, it's at, at six foot one, 210-plus pounds, he's got the NFL size and frame, right? And you look at how he's been used in, in the preseason, you know, Week one, he had six tackles. Week two, he had four. Week three, he had four as well. But it's more so, especially in those first two weeks, what he was able to do in coverage. An interception week one. An interception and a pass breakup in week two. 
He didn't have either in week three, but it's all good. It's all good, right? But just watching and you know, looking at the box, the, the 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 alignment snap counts. Okay, he's been in the box in each game, right? Kind of in, in in the lower digits, but you see him in the in the nickel in the slot a little bit lower. Low, low, that's the least amount, but you see him move around a little bit. But mostly, he's been at the free safety spot, and you see the instincts, you see the football IQ, the patience. Uh, he had an interception, I believe. Was it against the? I think it was against the Bengals down on the on the offensive left sideline, defensive right sideline, and um, where he's kind of he works down almost like a robber, and, and and he plays the route in front of him perfectly well, right? You know, very well. But he's patient. He's not jumping too early or anything like that to to tear the quarterback from making the throw. He actually plays it from a little bit from depth, kind of baits him a little bit. And then he breaks on it and makes the play that's there, getting two feet in and making an outstanding play in coverage. But just to be able to play on the roof, play in, uh, in, in, in too high split safety looks. But you think about it, man, a big part of you, you see a lot of this in the NFL now, teams where they have these versatile safeties that somebody can play in, can play nickel. Uh, right. Like you you have a, a, a free safety or a strong safety. So you think about a Richie Grant or, or Jesse Bates being able to come down in the nickel or against tight ends and play man to man. Now you got three safeties on the field. You remove a linebacker. And that's the thing. When especially, you know, don't get me wrong. They got they have athletic linebackers in Atlanta. They do. They're kind of young, but they have athletic linebackers. But if it's a situation where your linebacker's not getting it done, you can go to a big nickel, big dime set and bring a DeMarco Helms in to where he can play in the box if you want him to, right? You can play him you know, as a robber. As a, you want to play, run some cover one, run cover one robber, run cover three, where he's kind of you show too high and then he rotates down. You show too high, he rotates back, whatever. But it gives you as many possibilities and uh alterations and adjustments in your bag as a defensive coordinator. And I think this young man, he just played good football, man. He, he, he's pretty sound as a tackler. Can be plus one in the run game. Like I said, that, those football instincts and coverage, right? Just being patient, working downhill, not triggering too quickly, not just, you know, trying to come down as a, a bat out of hell, just blazing downhill and, and, and allowing, a, a you know, almost a scramble drill, right, where uh, the receiver runs his route, but, hey, you jumping down, the quarterback tells you break, and now he breaks past you while you're working downhill. So you see just his ability to allow things, you know, we like, we, like one of the phrases is kind of cliches, but let the game come to you. Allow plays to, uh, to, to, to take place. Allow plays to unfold. Uh, and, and you just be a part of the action, right? Don't always have to be super aggressive. Just allow the action to unfold, and then you interject yourself and make a play. And he's done that, man. So uh, just, just a guy that, I, I like I said, I liked him at Bama. Um, he ran around 4'6", 4'5", 7", somewhere in that, at the combine. But, you know, some people... Like they got a little down on him, right? Because it's like, well, he's not the most, he's not the fastest guy. And it's like, well, okay, cool. If he's not the fastest, you know what we don't do? We're not gonna put him as a single, single high free safety and um and, and put him tell him run sideline to sideline 24-7 and go be Ed Reed, DeMarco. Like, no, that's not what you do. That's not what you do. So I I think in this situation, man, I think he's earned if they want to go to those big nickel and big dime sets, I think he's earned. The, the 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 snap share. I think it's earned the reps, earned the the trust of the 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 coaches, uh, just from his playing preseason, right? 
I assume that he's going to be uh, uh, somebody, a uh, model citizen in terms of working hard in practice, studying in the in, in the film room, putting it in the weight room. He's from Alabama. You rarely get guys come from Nick Saban's program that do not know how to put the work in. Very, very rarely you're going to uh, experience a prospect like that. You know what I mean? Because typically, I mean, he's had a couple over the past couple of years who clearly were like that. And he got and, and they had to transfer. They didn't play. They had to go somewhere else, things like that. So I think DeMarco Hellams, at the end of the day, this is a talented young man. And I'm excited to see just what happens with him as in his rookie year. But I would love to see him, you know, get some, some quality snap share in this defense. And it's a defense that at the same time, especially with some injuries in the secondary, I think Jeff Okuda, you're waiting to see when he's going to be able to return, things like that. If you want to be able to be as creative and flexible, you might want to go to some um, three safety looks and probably feel good about it. In my opinion, in, in my opinion, I think that you could feel, you, you can feel good about having him on the field uh, and, and knowing that he's going to make the right play, the right decision. He's going to communicate well. All the things that you need on the in the defensive secondary, man. So shout out to Demarco Helms for the Atlanta Falcons. Like I said, again, I'm not saying he needs to be a starter, but I do believe that he's earned. And made a case, uh, not just to make the fifty-three man roster, but to have, but to receive quality, uh, a quality snap share in his twenty twenty-three official rookie season. Uh, now that we're getting ready for the regular season, but guys, let's talk about value, man. Let's, we talk about the value of Demarco Helms, Julius Chestnut, running back from the Tennessee Titans. I don't know how many running backs they're going to keep. Seems like they got seventeen of them. But the point is that I think they're number one and number two spot are solidified. So what happens with Julius Chestnut and what value does he bring to to other teams that are looking if he is cut or if he's kept, maybe someone wants to trade for him? I'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Guys, trying to find tickets at the last minute for any event is extremely stressful. More stressful than it needs to be, all right? You're you're competing with other buyers for the event. You're trying to hunt down the best prices and at the last freaking minute. It is not easy, but it also shouldn't be as hard as it is either. So let me help you out. Check out Game Time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with their killer last-minute deals uh, on tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the event and all the fun that you're going to have. If you're in the Charlotte area this Saturday, you can spend $89 to go see the North Carolina Tar Heels play the South Carolina Gamecocks, Spencer Rattler, Drake May, only $89 on the Game Time app right now. So, guys, go snag your tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Tennessee Titans running back Julius Chestnut. I'm going to tell you guys real quick who he reminds me of. Remember this name, Alfred Morris from the RG3 days for the Washington commanders now was the Redskins before but man this this that that guy that that tandem that art that RPO zone read inside zone was deadly with Alfred Morris and, and RG3 and when I look at Julius Chestnuts 511 228 almost 230 similar type of bill both of them had weird numbers I think <laughs> Julius used uh where's number 36 and Alfred Ward, number 46. So I'm just telling you guys in a, to- a total different universe, things are parallel. That's all I'm telling you. But listen, the 2022 uh, undrafted free agent, man, 
Um, I, I like what I've seen from him this preseason. I've liked what I've seen from him. Uh, new, the New England Patriot game was probably his toughest matchup uh, with, you know, only nine nine carries, 30 yards, a little over three yards per carry. I think he had a fumble in that game as well. So, he's, you know, didn't finish the best, right? But uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, he actually caught the ball uh, a decent amount. Yeah, he had two catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown, and making himself available for young quarterback Malik Willis. And, you know, look at week the, the first week, you know, against uh, Chicago Bears, seven, uh, seven carries, 46 yards, 6.6 yards per carry. But week two versus Minnesota Vikings, 13 for 98 yards, 7.5, 7 7.5 yards per carry and a touchdown. Showed the ability to be scheme versatile, almost dead even in terms of gap and zone uh, schemed runs. And I just think that he has value. If you think about the, the fact that the NFL is very big on the running backs don't matter train, right? So if, if Julius is cut um, or if he doesn't make this roster, you there, are te- there should be teams that will should line up for his services, in my honest opinion. I truly believe that. And I look at the Minnesota Vikings, right? You, you think about that. I'm not saying that he's going to be uh, your number two running back, right? But if you need depth at the position, I'll never forget listening to Doug Peterson at the Combine talk about the simple fact that you need this. You need to have a, a stable of backs. You need bodies in that room, man. Because at the end of the day, uh, you, your starter goes down, right? Now you're, you're pumping and bumping everybody up the depth chart. But if you don't have quality depth, it's going to hurt you. A team, Another team that I think should absolutely be in for his services are the Carolina Panthers. Yes, Miles Sanders is there. I like Raheem Blackshear as a potential RB2 uh, kind of change of pace type of running back. I'm not a big fan of Chuba Hubbard, okay? Spencer Brown, I, I just think Julius could be a, a good between the tackles runner, things like that. He's tough. He brings physicality. Uh, you're talking about yards after uh, contact. He's averaged almost four yards after contact uh, so far this preseason. So, and, and I'm, I'm, and that's that number is mostly down because of the New England Patriot game. Because before that, he was averaging well over four yards for sure. Like the first first week over six, uh, second week over three and almost three and a half. Uh, yards after contact. So all I'm saying is this, guys, is that there's there should be teams that that there are teams that should be ready for his services. Like just in case he is cut. I, I mean the, the the Philadelphia Eagles. We've seen the Eagles do, do it. We've seen the the Patriots do it. They just traded a running back, Pierre Strong. Man, like you need it, to the Cleveland Browns. You need you need bodies in the, in your running back room. Simple. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Why not? Okay, why not? You're gonna you should lean on the run game a lot this year without Kyler Murray. So why not? T- help me understand why you shouldn't be in on the on the value and on the, on the services of uh, Julius Chestnut. Like I said, you know, sh- you know, five eleven, two twenty eight, almost two thirty, short, squatty frame. But this young man can play football, guys. He can ball. He's tough. Um, and I really like what I've seen from him. So he can catch the ball at the backfield. He can run the ball. Scheme versatile. What more do you want? And I think he's pretty solid in pass pro too. So what more do you want? He, 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 he you could tell he's a hard worker. Listen to him and put in, in, in interviews and everything else. He, he puts the work in. He just wants to get better. And he's hungry. This is an undrafted free agent. He is hungry. So at the end of the day, his value might not be RB1, might not be fantasy running back one. It might not be on any of those things. But in terms of helping a team, I think that he can do that, guys. I really believe that he can be a benefit to an NFL.
NFL roster. But guys, those are my three takeaways from preseason week three, the final week of preseason. But me and Keith are going to come back for you, come back to you tomorrow. Okay, Keith will be back on the show on Tuesday's show. We are going to discuss. Hear me now. We're going to discuss what we've learned from the preseason uh, and what was our biggest surprises and our biggest disappointments. We're going to get into all of that on tomorrow's show. But thank you all for making Locked On NFL Jeff your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for being the family and our everyday. Is go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available on YouTube. Hit the bell notification so you're notified anytime that we have and we drop content on this channel in terms of twitter you can find the follow me dp underscore nfl uh talk to me because i do talk back uh come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the locked on podcast network your team every day